Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 153 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to look at Psalm chapter 1. Let's dive in. Well, good morning. If you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn to Psalm 1. I just want to walk through the Psalm with you. I love Psalm 1. And there's just something rich about that reality, especially in a time like now. Uh, So if you have your Bibles, Psalm 1 says this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf will not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly will perish. What a phenomenal psalm. Uh, we don't know who wrote it, but as he's walking through this, again, it's he starts in verse 1 by this idea of blessed. I really love that word blessed. It, uh, Jesus uses it several times, like on the Sermon on the Mount uh, with the Beatitudes, right? You know, blessed is the poor in spirit. The idea of blessed, uh, one idea is that it's like, oh, the, the bliss of that man. In other words, oh, how happy is that man who is experiencing these things. Another way to understand that word blessed is almost like the idea of a, it's a congratulatory statement, like congratulations, you have this, or this is the reality uh, of your life. So, so listen, blessed or happy, or Hey, congratulations is the man who does three key things. And it's interesting that what the psalmist is doing in these first couple of verses is he's giving the negatives. So blessed is a man who does not do three things. (laughs) He says they are to walk not, stand not, and sit not. 
So there's to be no walking, no standing, and no sitting in three locations. One, you're not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Two, you're not to stand in the path of sinners. And three, you're not to sit in the seat of the scoffers. Now, it's interesting as you walk through those that each of those three, it's like they get more pronounced. In other words, the psalmist begins to say, hey, don't walk. Don't have this lifestyle where you're walking in the counsel of the ungodly. But then it's like he kind of goes to another level and says, don't even stop and stand in the path of the sinners. And then he takes it even another step further and says, and certainly not, don't sit down, rest, and kind of relax in the place or the seat of the scoffers. Now, in verse 2, he gives you the whole contrast of this thing. What he says in verse 1 is, hey, blessed is the man or happy is the person who does not do these three things. But, he says in verse 2, let me tell you the blessed man or the blessed person. Let me tell you why he is happy. It's Yeah, it's because he's not doing these three things. But even beyond that, he's doing something very specific. And look at verse 2. He says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates in this law day and night. Now, don't get distracted here. When he talks about the law of the Lord, he's not just talking about rules and regulations and a list of do's and don'ts. He's really talking about this book. He's talking about the the word of the Lord in this law, in, in this book. He meditates day and night, that he delights in this book day and night. Isn't that an amazing reality? That the word of the Lord is to be our delight. That the word of the Lord is to be our meditation. Now, if I could maybe extend this understanding one step further, you realize we're not just talking about a book. We're also talking about a person. That that I am to delight and I am to meditate upon this book. That the, the word of God in text is to be my delight and my meditation all throughout the day which is why we need to be memorizing it, which is why we need to be reading it, which is why we need to be studying it, that, that I am to really saturate and soak my life, my mind in this book. But beyond that, I'm also to delight and meditate upon the word of God in person, Jesus Christ. He is the word made flesh. And I am to find my delight in him. I am to have my meditation. My mind is to be steadfast upon Jesus Christ all throughout the day. And I love the fact that the psalmist says, hey, blessed is the person who doesn't just live like the world around them. They don't just live in the, you know, in the counsel of the ungodly, the path of sinners or the seat of scoffers. Rather, their focus, their delight, their love is on the word. The word of God in text, obviously, but also the word of God in person. And maybe a good question for each of us is, is that our delight? If you were to look at the delight and what what excites you and what invigorates you, is it the word of God? Is it the person, God himself, Jesus Christ? Is he the delight of your life? And if so, is he the meditation of your heart and of your mind? It's often been said that you can tell the priority or what is most important in someone's life by three key things. One, how they spend their money. Two, how they spend their time. And three, what they talk about. If we could look at your life and we looked at how you spent your time and how we how you spent your money and, and what you talked about most, 
Would we recognize that, oh, the word of God, both in text and in person, is the delight of your life? Is it, is it really, it's not just, well, yeah, I think God is great and woohoo, go, go Jesus. It's not that we just give him lip service. Is he, in fact, your delight? Now, blessed is a man who, who's, who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates in his law day and night. Now, the psalmist explains what that kind of man is. He says in verse 3, he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf will not wither and whatever he does will prosper. Love this idea. You realize that a tree planted by streams of water doesn't have to worry. (laughs) There is no fear. There's no trepidation. Because there is a safety and a security for that tree. See, isn't it interesting that the rest of the world may be going through a drought. The rest of the world may be having problems, but a tree that is planted by the streams of water can actually rest. Why? Because he has the constant nourishment of the water available to him. And I love this idea that the psalmist is saying, hey, when you, hey, blessed is this man, but when you find delight in the word of the Lord, hey, when you meditate upon the word day and night, do you know what it does? It actually acts as a stream of water to a tree in your life. See, it doesn't matter what is going on around you. It doesn't matter the drought. It doesn't matter the chaos. It doesn't matter the economy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what is going on around you and the circumstances and the situations that may be pressing in around you. You can actually stand secure. You can actually be immovable. You can actually have hope. You can have rest. Why? Because you're delighting in the word of the Lord. And that word of the Lord that you're meditating upon day and night is, is the supply, it's the resource, it's the, it's the buoyancy of your life. And I love the psalmist. He says, hey, do you recognize that when you delight in the word, then hey, you can actually be a tree that is firmly planted by the streams of water. And then he goes on to verse four, he says, the ungodly are not this way. <laughs> so obviously if, if I'm walking in the counsel of the ungodly or I'm standing in the path of sinners or I'm sitting in the seat of the scoffers, you're not planted like a tree next to the water. In fact, it's interesting. The illustration that he gives for the ungodly in verse four is that they are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. And you recognize that the chaff, when we're talking about the wheat, is the useless, the valueless part that we just toss into the air and let the wind take it wherever it wants to. See, we do not care about the chaff. See, we do not care what happens to the chaff. There's no value in the chaff. And the psalmist says, hey, if you are not delighting in the word, hey, if you are not meditated upon the word day and night, hey, if you find yourself living like the world around you and you're walking the path of the sinner and the scornful and the ungodly, you're, you recognize you're just like chaff. That, that you're just, you're like, you're being thrown up in the air and the air can take you wherever it wants to. And there is no value in that. Now, why would we want to live that way? <laughs> Obviously we don't want to. Look at verse six. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly will perish. See the way of the ungodly, if you're standing, sitting, uh, or walking in it, you realize it just leads to perish. You, you just, it's forever gone. It's that chaff 
idea. But oh, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. See, I want to be one of those people. I want to be one of the people who delights in the word of the Lord, who meditates upon the word day and night. See, I want to be like a tree planted by rivers of water. And it doesn't matter what is going on around me. It doesn't matter what is happening to the economy. It doesn't matter what is happening to society. It doesn't matter what is happening around me. The pressures. See, I can live secure. I can be immovable. I can live at rest. I do not have to live in fear. Why? Because I'm. my focus is correct. My delight is on the word of the Lord. And upon it, I can meditate day and night. Can I encourage you to find your delight in Jesus? Don't just give Jesus lip service today. Find your delight in him. Get into the word and allow his word to just to boil up within you. Let, let his word to become your delight because he is the delight. Psalm 16 verse 11 talks about the fact that Jesus himself, that God is the fullness of joy, that the word is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Or as David says in Psalm, I think it's chapter 19, he says, Your word is like honey upon my lips. It is worth more to me than gold. Yes, even the best gold. See, you are to delight in the word. Not just the word of God in text, but the word of God in person. Can I encourage you to do that today? Not, not just give God lip service, but find delight. Meditate upon him day and night. Which, by the way, just as a reminder, meditation biblically is not emptying your mind. <laughs> the idea biblically is to fill your mind and put something in your mind to dwell upon day and night. So when the psalmist says, hey, I meditate upon your word day and night, he's saying it's constantly in the forefront of my mind. Would you do that with Jesus today? Oh, I want you to be like a tree planted by streams of water. And in this time, in this season of culture, where all the stuff's going crazy, you realize what we need is Christians to be Christians who find their delight in something beyond just the circumstances, who find their delight in God himself. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 153 for episode 153. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.